Welcome, everyone, to a Mexican and a Redneck, Father of the World. We are your hosts and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today, we'll be discussing the pressure of being a father. It's heavy, man. It's heavy. So, my wife and I, we just had our fourth child, Ben. Congratulations! Thank you. I'm so happy for y'all. Yeah, no, it's it's very exciting. It's very, um, no, it's very exciting. And it's I I've forgotten how much um, babies need attention. And then that phrase to like, oh, like I slept like a baby. I was like, what do you mean? You woke up every two hours hungry and crying? Is that what you did? It's like, that's a horrible way to sleep. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like that's what people ask me. How'd you sleep? Oh man, I slept like a baby. It's like, oh, good for you. Like, no, it was horrible. <laughs> I was hungry. I was crying. I was wet. <laughs> I was wet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, strange noises in the house. Like it was just, it was weird. It's like no, I want to sleep like a grown person. <laughs> no, so as far as like the, uh, let's let's talk about this subject because I think this is something that's much needed. The pressures of being a father. Um, you have three kids. I have four kids now, which is just crazy to think that I have four kids that depend on me. So, um, and then going through this phase, we realized the other night. My wife and I were like, oh, my gosh, we're closer to 40 than we are to 30. And it made me realize, like, wow, the pressure is that much more. Because I remember when we had our first kid, you know, it was great. You know, first kid, we're still kind of like getting the routine and you're experiencing it. You're going through it. But with my fourth child, I'm like, I should know how to act like a parent. <laughs> 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 You know, it's like, I should know what to do by now. I don't know if you've got that experience when you had your kid, your third kid or something like that. Did you, did you, did you have that? Every day. Okay. I have that experience right now. Because, you know, it's it's like with our first kid, we stayed up and watched TV because she was recovering, you know. And so she wasn't really able to do much. So I was doing, you know, helping out, taking care of her. But then, you know, it's like. It was it was it was still this kind of like this relaxed time. So with this kid, you know, we had we just had our child and I'm thinking like, oh, great, we'll be able to stay up and kind of like, no, there's no staying up because there's still three other little kids that I got to take care of. And it's like, so I have to go to bed, even though I want to stay up and watch TVs with my wife and kind of hold our new baby boy and just kind of, you know, just enjoy that. But no, in the morning when I wake up, if I do that, there's these three little kids who are going to be like hungry and crying because. They're hungry and they want to be fed, but daddy stayed up way too late. So daddy wants to sleep. <laughs> so my response is like, go back to bed, but they've already been in bed for like 10 hours. You know, how much sleep can a kid actually take? Which is, which goes back to this, man. It's like being a dad is hard. Being you, a father's hard. You got to identify the priorities. Yeah. And you got to do it kind of quick. Yeah. Can't stay out late with your buddies. Can't. You have rules. I actually had a conversation with one of my kids about this. And they're like, you're an adult. You don't have any rules. I'm like, oh, little one. Oh, <laughs> if you, if oh, you only knew. Ye of little understanding. If you only knew what father deals with. Yeah. It, oh, man. I, I keep on going back to that. It's like, you know, as a kid, you just don't appreciate your parents. You just don't appreciate the sacrifices they did. And, like, how much they had to die to their wants. 
even if they didn't do a good job of dying to their wants, you know, if you had a crappy parents, you know, which I feel like I had crappy parents and they did okay, but still, you still had to do it. You know, there was still that sacrifice. Like my, my dad could have been a complete asshole and just left and be like, screw y'all. I'm doing what I want to do, which for, he did for a couple of periods of his life, but it's okay. He tried. He, he came back, you know, after we chased him down. See, it all worked <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> and you're here today talking about your fourth child. Yeah, and we're here today. And I, so now I'm like, man, okay, I have to, you know, as a, I, you know, it's like I'm telling my kids, it's like, you are living a great period in your life. You have no responsibilities. You have no need of anything. It's like, but yet you feel oppressed. Like, why do you feel oppressed? You have complete freedom. I was thinking about that this week. I really was. And I was like, what makes kids spoiled and entitled? And it occurred to me, it was the missing of, of want, mm -hmm. the missing of hurt. If I give them every single thing they need, they have no clue that they can go without it. If, you know, if they get all the stuff in the world that they want, they're, they're just gonna, they're just gonna be like, oh, well, well, life's not bad, you know, like it's it's like all you do is control me. You're always telling me no. And and I heard a hunter one time. Uh, he was he was talking about the difference between a hunting dog fearing you and fearing natural threats, you know, and he was talking about training dogs and how you have to train the dog to understand the realities of the world so that it knows how to behave in the wilderness while you are hunting instead of just obeying you. And that way you work with the dog to catch the game as opposed to you forcing the dog to catch the game. Mm. He explained it a lot better because he knew what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. But it was a good analogy for this point. And, and that's the thing with children. Are you working with your children to help them understand the realities of the world and how you are all a team? I didn't just create you because I needed a new responsibility. You know, I didn't have three kids because, ah, oh, I didn't have enough responsibility in my life. I had three kids because I wanted to build a team. Right. I want to clean up after myself and after you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's throw your mom in sometimes, too. My, just for fun. My garage is not messy enough. <laughs> I need three messy rooms and a messy kitchen. <laughs> but but that's, that's the reality. And so I think part of dealing with the pressures of fatherhood is letting your kids see some of them. Yeah. Experience. Well, I couldn't buy this thing I wanted because you needed diapers this week. I couldn't buy this thing I wanted or do this thing I wanted because somebody had to watch you because there wasn't anyone else to watch you. So I didn't get to go do my thing. And I think once kids start and you can't be the nagging parent, He's like, well, we spend all our money on you, so we can't go on vacation. Not that. But, like, let them truly see your life. You know, oh, my dad does this for work. You know, try and tell him what you do for a living and how hard you work. And, oh, my dad works really hard. Let him, let him be a part of your projects. And they're like, oh, yeah, dad really does need to fix the sink this week so we can use it to brush our teeth. Yeah. You know, that that exposure, I think, really helps with the pressures of fatherhood because one you're getting to teach them two they're starting to show some empathy and understanding and three oh, okay now you're com getting together and working together and that team is being built and it's not just the the leader and all the people below him 
You know, yeah. it's, no, there's there's a level of teamwork involved in a family unit. It's funny, like my oldest, she was like, "Daddy, you you get too much screen time," and I was like, uh, "No, I don't." And I showed her like, "This is what I'm doing when I'm watching the monitors, when I'm watching my phones. It's like I'm working. This is how I work." And so she was like, "Oh, kind of get it." But yeah, that's absolutely true. As far as being able to, we try to protect our kids from the dangers of the world, but at the same time, we got to be able to expose them, and they need to experience want and desire and patience. It goes back to that podcast that we did about controlling your child's appetite. You know, if you can't, if they don't learn to control their appetite when they're one, two, three, four, five, how are they going to control it when they're an adult? If they're used to just getting what they want, how are they going to control it? You know, and, and even with my kids, I find myself as like, we have the stuff. Like, we may have the treats in the refrigerator, but if I'm constantly giving in to them, then how are they going to learn to, how, how are they going to learn uh, self discipline? How are they going to learn, um, you know, uh, just waiting, waiting for the right time. So that's, that's very, that's very important. And even with this man, like this new, this new baby, I'm like, Oh man, this is a new balancing act of like, how do we get sleep? How do I stay positive? How do I take care of these kids? How do I expose them to this without actually being that grumpy dad? Grumpy dad is like, then it looked like, well, you know, it's like we had this extra kid, but you know, instead of being a joyous moment, uh, a joyous time is, it's, it's kind of frustrating and annoying. It's like, you know, I don't actually I don't want to have a big family. Like, no, I want my kids to grow up and be like, I want to have a big family because having a big family is awesome. I think. Well, again, one of our episodes, the culture of your homes. What are you teaching your kids to value? Mm -hmm. What are you teaching your wife to value? You know, are you teaching them to value the the cool hobby you have? Or are you teaching them to value each other? Are you, you know, is that are, are you are you spending time? You know, me and my kids, we play guitar and sing we listen to music together we read stories together i just spend a lot of time playing with them because i want them to know that creative play mm -hmm. uh spending time just doing something fun that's free generally leads to the greatest joy in my experience with them and mm -hmm. i mean that's and it helps alleviate the pressures of being a father because they're appreciating what you're giving them when you're giving them that time mm-hmm and they come up, oh, daddy, I love you, and give you a hug and a kiss, and you know, you're the best dad ever. And when you hear those things, man, it, or they make you a picture or something, it's like that, that makes the pressures of being a dad significantly less. Mm -hmm. And you kind of, you have a, uh, an understanding of, oh, this is why I'm doing it. And then when people come and say something nice about your kid, that really helps. Too. That really does help. <laughs> it really does. Um, but then this is a question that I have as far as like, balancing being a dad versus balancing what you want to do because uh, there's there's another thing too that happens in our society ben where people get so involved with their kids to where their kids becomes part of their world you know like everything that they do like you your whole world goes around your kids like sports everything but then when so then when you, your kids leave your house you're you have no purpose because your kids were your purpose so there's a fine balancing act between like taking care of your kids and then going after the things that you want to do as your personal pursuits and, and hobbies. Cause some hobbies are good to pursue. You need to have a hobby. You need to have, a, you need to have an, a creative outlet that's going to help you as a man to be able to be, be more productive in the house and not just being angry. Cause you're here. I am working for you and you don't appreciate me. You don't respect me. You don't do this. Cause, kids they they're not going to respect you 
they don't know how to. They don't know. Exactly. They don't have the tools. They, they don't even know what it means. Right. They're you just they're like, well, I'm here. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. They understand it. Like my my uh, my two year old, my son, he understands respect because it's it's in our nature as men to be respected. So when he's disrespected, he knows to lash out in anger, <laughs> which is it's hilarious. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I've disrespected you. I'm sorry. I, you know, I need to honor you as a man because you are a man. You know, you're growing up to be a man. You're not going to be a child. You're a child for this stage of your life, but for the majority of your life, you're going to be a man. You know, so it, it, it's it's hilarious, uh, Ben, just going experiencing that. And I find myself going through those experiences, like, okay, this is just a season of life, right now. The end result is I'm gonna. They're gonna be adults. And are these adults going to be people that they actually want to hang out with me? Because, like, man, my dad was awesome. Or are they going to be like, I don't want to see you ever again because you were a horrible father. I'm hoping for the awesome part. I really am. I'm trying to work really hard at that. So hopefully we'll get that. But in the mean pro- in the meantime, finding that balance of, like, okay, how do I show my kids that I care about you, I love you, and I want to take care of you, but then at the same time, I got there's things I got to do, and I think you made a great point showing them your struggles, being open with them. Sure, you don't have to be the Superman. That's definitely my my, my experiences. Right, it's just my experiences with my family, but showing, hey, I'm real. <laughs> I'm just like you. I just happen to be 30 years older, or whatever it may be, and and saying I've I've got these dreams, I got these wants, but I got to put that on hold. Because taking care of our family right now is more important to me than owning that vintage vehicle. Yeah. Or whatever. And and that's that's they're like, oh, okay. And you know, and, and we're talking, you know, my oldest, we talk a lot about saving money. She's gotten an allowance now, which is just four bucks, but she's learning, hey, I'm getting very little money, but if I save it, I've got a lot of money. And she had that revelation here recently. And now she's she's like, I'm saving my money. I'm saving my money. And Man. it's not just blowing it as soon as she gets it on whatever candy or little trinket. It's like, oh no, no. Now I have thirty nine dollars. And that that was a big that was a big deal, that revelation of I've almost got forty of my own dollars. And she's realizing what it takes to save it. Now she's got this greater appreciation for why mommy and daddy don't go out and blow all their money. And she's quit asking for toys and to go places and do stuff and like wow we're we're being good parents this is incredible Mm -hmm. i hope we can keep it up (laughs) i had this thought when i was little when i was i was like i guess a teenager but i remember thinking i was like kind of came to the realization of like the importance of money and realizing like how how much i didn't need money as a little kid and thinking like man if i just saved every single one of those dollars i would have thousands of dollars but i didn't because I was a kid and I would go out and buy candy and stuff like that that I didn't really need but it tasted good you're still you're here though no I'm here I survived you're here now I survived I, sur- I survived the sugar rush of the 90s I see <laughs> <laughs> I always set the bar so low I'm like I just don't expect anything from life or anyone so if anything great happens to me or good I'm yeah. just like Okay. That's the best way to live though, man. It's like, you know, it's like you have no expectations. So every time you, something good happens, like this exceeds my expectations. <laughs> if something bad happens, you're just like, oh, well, 
Yeah. It was bound to happen. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad stuff happens. Yeah. So, you know, let's just have a good time and enjoy life. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things, too, as far as like being a dad, uh, as far as the pressure, don't be, don't put so much pressure on yourself to where you're like, oh, much putting these high expectations of it. Um, in reality, oh, man, it's, this is the first time we're doing it, you know, as far as being a dad. It's a journey. And, and it's probably going to be one of those things where, you're going to get good at it when it's done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like your kids are moved out and you're out of the house. It was like, Oh, now I know how to be a good dad, but my opportunity is gone. And then you're going to try to teach it to your kids. Cause then you're the grandparent, but then your kids don't want to hear it. Cause then they're like, whatever, you don't know anything, old man. I'm going to learn this on my own. <laughs> and then I found myself like, uh, maybe I should listen to my elders and be like, but not completely. I don't want them to completely control my life, but I'll listen to your wisdom if you're giving me wisdom. But if you're just trying to control my life, I'm not going to listen to you. Anyways, I just just a random rant. <laughs> I'm glad you shared it with us. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, guys, I want to thank you all for listening to a Mexican redneck for all the world. We love you and we're proud of you. Mexican.